do you have somebody in your family that's got a lot of potential and they're able to really show some supreme athletic prowess on the athletic field, on the track, on the court? Or maybe do you have um, somebody that, you know, has expressed some interest within your family that is trying to take their life to the next level in regards to athletics? Maybe they don't quite understand the ins and outs of it. Maybe they don't understand that they really want to take this thing um, as far as to becoming a career for themselves or at a basic level, at least taking it to collegiate athletics. Well, look no further, man. I have created the first students athlete survival guide to be able to take student athletes from point A to point B and help them reach their highest selves. Yes, I put in information about NCAA Clearinghouse um, eligibility requirements for Division 1, 2, 3, and NAIA. I've put in um, different strategies to be able to help a student athlete um, be successful on the collegiate level and also help a high school student athlete just navigate the process because all student athletes have a chance to go get their school and pay for, which is sitting at an average of $50,000 a year. So the way you can do that is pay $14.99 at um, Amazon.com, Walmart, or you can get with me directly. This is, and I'm telling you, your student athlete really has what it takes. They may just, they may just be missing the information because information is truly what saves and changes situations. Knowledge is power, especially when applied. You like. You know, arrogance versus confidence, right? So like. <clears throat> what is what to y'all? Because I got a lot of people in my social circle that have strong feelings about this. But uh, Demarcus, you good over there? You getting off? That's bad. What do you guys feel like is the difference, man? Because I know that you know we always try to instill confidence within the youth. Uh, we always try to instill confidence within ourselves, within ourselves positive affirmations. Um, you know, some people go to their faith base to be able to build confidence, you know, to be able to get away from fear and go into like, you know, uh, love and like just true faith. Because they say <clears throat> I was reading somewhere like faith is like uh, no fear is faith in reverse. So I feel like the absence of fear is being confident and being, you know, believing in yourself. But then how do we know when it gets too far as to going into arrogance where it's like. You are way too confident, and it's almost like, how did you get to this point where you being this braggadocious? It's like you don't have any real evidence to back up, you know, your beliefs, and you just basically out here just walking around making claims, and you moving like you're in demand when nobody wants you really, like nobody really looking for you or checking for you in that area. You know, you kind of just got that on you. Like, what do y'all think that looks like, and how is that, like, uh, how is that difference determined within your own lives? Like not kind of riding in that arrogance versus that confidence, like living in that confidence. Okay. I, think, I would say, go ahead, go ahead, Nate. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I would say arrogance is when you get to a point that you stop putting the work in, right? When you think, man, I done done so much that I can't be touched. Let's use Floyd Mayweather for example. Yeah. If Floyd just says, you know what? Cool. I ain't finna run for this camp. I ain't really finna spar for this camp. I didn't drop the last 50 I fought. Whatever. I'm just finna go out here and drop somebody. Cool. 
that becomes arrogance when you're no longer putting the work in. When you back it up with the work, confidence is confidence. If you know you're putting in the grind and you have it to back up, then it, I think it's it's a fine line probably for some people when you start, like you said, with braggadociousness. But if you can back it up, who who can really tell you you can't talk your talk? You know, like just because you talk that that kind of fuels some people. Some people need that. Some people need to build up that kind of pressure on themselves. As long as you're putting in the work to back it up, though, I think you're good. I feel that. I was gonna say, uh, sometimes you can see confidence. They don't even have to say too much. Uh, you can see a confident person. They don't even have to speak. I feel like arrogant people, like you say, are braggadocious. I've been around a lot of people who are just quiet, chilling, doing their <laughs> job. Like next day, they putting in the work. They ain't saying much. Nope. You know, but they confident people. They just, you just know they are. You're not worried about it. But I've been around some other people, like Nate said, that's not putting in any work, but they're trying to make themselves feel better. It's almost like a self-esteem thing. Like, they're not putting in the work, but they're telling you they are. You know, a lot of people on, on social media these days, on TikTok, on Facebook, making these videos, acting like they're running routes and stuff. They might run 10 routes in one day and tape and, and <laughs> film them all and like, yeah, we're putting in work. You know what I'm saying? But confident people, confident people ain't never got to put it on tape. They ain't never got to film themselves. They out there doing the work just doing it quietly without nobody watching. So I think confident people, like I said, you you kind of don't really hear them as much. So I think it's a thin, a thin line to go with what, what you guys are saying. Confidence is going, of course, produce positive results and has a have a positive impact on its environment. Whereas arrogance is going to have a negative impact on its environment. It's literally it, it can't produce anything positive from arrogance. So you feel like there's nothing good that could come from somebody being arrogant at all? Because <clears throat> in my opinion, I'm going to tell you what I think. I, I, I believe that there are arrogant people that are successful, but I think that it doesn't last. I don't think it has a, a lasting effect. Like, because arrogance runs out. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the confidence, though, is where you don't have to be in front. I remember I had a coach that used to always be like, we're not going to be front runners, right? <clears throat> I feel like arrogant people are front runners. Like you get a little bit of a, a lead and now you dancing, you hollering, you letting everybody know, you throwing your shirt in the stands, you know, you trying to get everybody's attention <laughs> in the game, right? But then when you got confidence, it's like, man, we down by, you know what I'm saying, 20 points, you know, it's third quarter. And we we know we good. Like we, you don't see us batter eye. You don't see us arguing with one another. We still tight knit because we know we normally do this. This is what this is like. We're we're going to win. Like I believe that this is going to work in our favor. Um, but I do think I see like social media, like Jarrell was saying, social media definitely feeds that arrogant beast in regards to like you know views, likes, comments, um, interactions, like seeing people interested in what your life looks like, I think could have you erring on the side of arrogance because people, I think social media is all about like stimulation anyway. So it's like, as long as it stimulates me, um, then I'm going to give you credit for that. Like, I'm going to say, Ooh, that got me going like that. You know, the, the visuals on that is dope. Hey, you dope, but it ain't really that you dope. It's that I just like what I was presented and that was the best you gave me. So now you feeding off that energy and then you running off of, you running, now you running arrogant and you could be doing well. But not as well as somebody that's confident, like you said, working behind working behind the scenes. Like 
putting that work in for real, for real. That's where confidence is built. Like, define you throwing me. Define, give me your definition of arrogant. Because you, to me, you still you still showing me that at the end of the day, it's still gonna have a negative impact. Like, all right. So my favorite example of arrogance to me was 2016. This is my guy, Kanye West. He was arrogant back then. I think now he's gotten to more being more in his confidence, but he was arrogant. When I say arrogant, it was like, I think some of his claims about himself was just so out of out of this world that it was like, dog, like you can't you can't continue to uphold that. Like you're not the best rapper anymore. Don't try to tell me that you're the best rapper. I know you're not the best rapper. Like you're not the best at everything. He wasn't the best fashion designer at that time. And I think that some of that was arrogance and he was like successful, but he wasn't the best. It was just like he's speaking out loud and it's like, you know, words have power, but it's arrogance when you know when you haven't shown it yet. Like you, we ain't seen it yet. So false I'll give y'all the, the definition of arrogant. Okay, go ahead. Give me a definition of arrogant. Exaggerating or disposed to exaggerate one's own worth or importance, often by an overbearing manner. Mm -hmm. uh, an arrogant official, two, showing an offensive attitude of superiority proceeding from or characterized by arrogance uh, could be an arrogant reply. So with that definition, I would just ask, does no one ever earn the right to be arrogant? I, I Like y'all said before, like when you're confident and you put in the work and you, and you know what you're doing, you stay there that's great but when you stop putting in the work you may know what you're doing but everything that passed you or, or you stop putting in the work so you can't just jump in and show anybody or show everybody how it's going or how it's supposed to be because you're not putting in the work anymore that's just like a great football player like okay prime example you know Dion and Ocho Cinco like they go around kind of playing like they can still get out there and do it but if Dion lined up across from somebody, he he wouldn't. He could show you some things, but he can't still be the top cornerback in the league right now. Fair. What so about let's go again? You exaggerate. It's, it, you exaggerate, so you, you exaggerate something that's not there. Sounds so, go go back to Floyd for a second. Now that he he's kind of retired and out of box, not even talking about that, but. In his prime, when everybody wanted to watch Mayweather fight, did Floyd not earn the right to be arrogant? Or was that comfortable? No, he was definitely arrogant. He was definitely arrogant. Definitely arrogant. But was it not because he, of but, confidence but in himself? Though? What did he exaggerate? He okay, was the backed up everything he, he was said. The best. He was the best. At, at, at the time, there was nobody you could say was better than him because he but had that, That's why I love definitions because definition two, showing an offensive attitude of superiority if i'm gonna come if i'm really gonna come look at you another grown okay. man it's like bro i'm better okay. than you you okay. can't touch me I, nothing you can do to stop that's not I'm offensive. Than you. that's not yeah, a fight where they have they you're have not gonna take that that's offensive that's not offensive if i am better than you so that's why i guess i side with it a little bit because there's a line so i i believe in pushing that line if you need it you can push that line if you need it but to tell you that I'm better than you and I am better than you, I am better than you. And that's what I say, but I think confident people, I wouldn't even say I'm better. I just show, I'd be like, what's up? Like, if you really want to see it, I'll show you before I tell you. 
but what if, but what if somebody come up to you? What if somebody come up to you and they be like, you know, trying to check you like they they are like you know what I mean like I'm better than you and you like hold up wait a minute no you're not or like maybe like it's like a the news are trying to paint it like you know this guy's your competition and you didn't know you're the number one boxer in the world it's like I'm better than him like you don't even have to like make it a big deal like it's like I am better than him I'm the best boxer in the world because boxers you see it a lot like boxers always have that type of bravado going because it's just that type of field like you you in a you in a like that's a man sport man you taking blows to the head like you got to make sure that you have that um fear within your opponent so i think that that confidence going into things and saying like you know this is who i am like i know what i am period you want to see me we can see you can see me like that shouldn't offend you unless you know let's let's throw another athlete on the team prime usain Bolt. yeah clearly the fastest man who's ever lived yep I don't know, man. He can't go out there. I know, I know this, this, uh, this uh, CH. I know the CH. No. CH. I know the CH called Go Get It. I don't know if he does. Go Get It. Man, get out of here. Hey, you right, though. You right. Yep. But I think arrogance is kind of one of those things that other people determine ultimately. Sometimes I think you can see it. Some people get kind of turned off. People get turned off when people talk, they talk, bro. People really do. When you see somebody who's really good at their craft and they start talking, they talk. Yeah. I think a lot of people who probably aren't that good at it get turned off by that. And they say, Oh, that's so arrogant. Why would they talk like that? You need to be humble, you need to be humble and you know, you know, bring yourself down, which maybe, but if you backing it up, if your confidence is Man. there. That's a segue to a question we got coming up, but but now I feel like now I feel like I'm moving on the other side. Now I'm feeling like I'm really pressing that line because look at all the people that we would define as arrogant and how their careers play out. Like if they really are those people, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Michael Jordan could have been defined as arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Kobe Bryant could have been defined as arrogant. Usain Bolt, uh, Deion Sanders. Um, but we talking about the people who were the best at their craft at the same time. Exactly, that was all different. So they put in the work, and you, and they were still putting in the work, and you couldn't beat them. You had to back and up they, your claims. You had to back yeah. up your claims. And they did. And that confidence yeah. is, is right there. I think you earn that kind of confidence. Everybody go had a they point where you no longer on top. So I think it's kind of unfair to say and judge it once somebody is taking that step back. But when you're in your prime and you're really shining at the top. I think it's a, a really, really thin line to to judge between arrogance and confidence. And I really do think that some people need to build themselves up. Some people, I forgot who it was. It's, it's an athlete that I'm thinking about, though. But he literally said, I need to talk because when I talk, I have to go and back it up. I need to tell you I'm better than you. I need to tell you I'm the best one out here because now I have to go and prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 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 I, I've heard that before, and I've heard like real estate. I was listening to some real estate um, investors and uh, people that were in real estate talk about like how they go into deals and they speak as if the money's already in their pocket. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm going into it and I know I'm the highest bidder, even though I don't know for sure, but I'm speaking like I won this negotiation already. Like, it's like, you know, when you when you do that, like you tell the universe, like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm willing to go and get. I'm willing to put the work in. But at the same time, I think 
there's some people you see though that never really live up to their words and to their actions like the you know the the braggadociousness it's like it's annoying it's like shut up like you ain't you haven't done anything yet why are you talking so much like do some work go do some work that's the over exaggeration part of it there's yeah, people bro. who definitely you talk a way better game than you can play you can back up but that's why it's so hard on that one i personally don't have any problem with people being here honestly i don't as long as you back it up yeah, yeah. So to that to that second definition you were talking about like if if somebody's offended i don't know the percentage but the majority of the percentage of the time they offended because you or that <laughs> like that like because exactly, they you. know you they I'm can't not stop faster than you yeah. like that's just like with floyd mayweather everybody's like man i want somebody to beat him yeah, I, know, I can't beat him. <laughs> I don't know who gonna do it, but somebody need to do it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody yeah. gotta do it. Somebody gotta shut this man up. Yeah, I, I hear them and they get hit. So you know what, bro? You wild? I gotta see that. I ain't hey. that. I ain't heard about that. What story is this? Where did that story come from? But man, look, like I agree though. I I think that you just got you gotta back it up, bro. You gotta back it up. Don't. Don't get to talking all that talk, and then once it's time to perform, or it's time to go to work, or it's time to actually do it, now you over here, you know what I'm saying, half-stepping, oh, I'm tired, oh, that wasn't really, because usually people that are arrogant, they make excuses. That's what it is. Like, they make excuses when they don't live up to their claims, and that's when you know it was arrogant. So that's when you be like, well, you just arrogant. Like, you can't even do what you talk about. Like, I see that a lot in, like, like uh, I ain't gonna lie, coaches. I be seeing coaches like that. <laughs> I be seeing a lot of coaches that be like that, bro. They be trying to talk their kids up, talk their players up, and they be saying, like, we gonna go out there and we're gonna shove it up there, you know what I'm saying? And then they go get blown out by 50 points, and then they got all these excuses. And like, don't be making no excuses, bro. You know what you said. You said what you said, yeah. bro. Yeah, you lose by 50, ain't no excuses. Ain't no excuses, bro. Y'all gotta dry it out. Y'all gotta dry it out. Halfway through the third quarter, I'm gonna be like, all my kids got COVID. We gotta leave. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Go. I had to go, go. and I hope y'all, and I hope y'all okay. <laughs> y'all need to go get tested too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that's what it come down to, though, man. You know, so I guess, I guess we agree. Uh, I mean, this is a segue into into the question I put out there. Uh, Only thing I would add to that is, don't use your arrogance to make other people feel smaller. Right. But I also think it, even when saying that though, I do think that can be something that drives other people to get better. If we all play football, if the dude who ended up across from you come back every play and tell you, boy, you sorry, I'm finna light you up again, I'm finna burn you off the line again, whatever it is. At some point, you go figure it out. I hope if you're capable, it's gonna drive right. you to try to get better. You may not be capable. It, you might be lined up against Aaron Donald. You just gonna have to take a hundred L's in a row, whatever it is. But you gonna try. I would think you're gonna try to, to use it and say, man, I can't let this dude keep on talking to me. Like, I can't keep getting embarrassed. But man, I, I think about like the way Jarrell plays NCAA and like how he never would talk to us like that, but he'd be smacking us. So I feel like you don't necessarily agree with this, Jarrell. Do you not agree with the? The confidence versus arrogance talk. Do you feel like you would never talk smack to us? You'd be beating us down. He wouldn't say nothing. He'd be just be like, "That's what I." But I said that at the beginning. What I said. What I said. You yeah. can see confidence. You can kind of feel confidence. You don't have to hear me. 
if I if you say, hey, let's play, and I'd be like, shit, come on. That's like <laughs> I don't have to say much. That's me. Bit, I ain't scared. Hey, Drill, let's get on the game. I bet I can beat you. Let me let me see. That's me being confident. Show me. I'm gonna hit you. I use that that example because the opposite side of that, I would say plenty of people, you're not good enough to play with <laughs> I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my time beating you by 21 right now. Really? And I would get on the stick and beat them by 21. But, you know. But, but I think it's also like a, a, a where you from thing too, though. Now that we're we talking about it, because I feel like it, here, I feel like a lot of people talk like we talk. And I think there's certain areas where certain people come from. It's just like they just talk like that's just part of like them competing. They just enjoy that part of competition. And I know for me, like, I don't necessarily talk smack to, like, hurt people. I just talk. Like, I just like talking. Like, if we're playing a game, whether I'm up by a lot or I'm down by a lot, I'm saying something. Like, you're going to hear me. Like, you're going to hear me. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Definitely, I agree with that statement. I, Man, you know I what I'm saying? You. you heard me. Now I'm, now I'm about 30 saying I'm about to come back. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, but feel good because it be like, hey, look, I'm finna get right into you. Soon as the fourth quarter start, we overcome this thirty point lead. <laughs> like we that's finna talking up your confidence though. That, that's oh. really just talking your confidence up. Talk your ish, man. Talk your ish. Like if it help you, like you gotta talk your ish, and it, it might happen. It might happen. So you know, be down by thirty in the fourth, and ain't going. Bro, it could. I've done it though. That's what he I'm done, saying. I, yeah, he. I, I've eaten up that lead before. Like I, I just don't win. Like it just be like, man. Like last last second, be like, no, nah. because you know, two K not gonna reward you for getting beat by thirty points the whole game. The, the game is going to make you lose. Like you are gonna lose to Dame Lillard on a three last second. You be like, dog, like what? You made me. I ate the whole lead up and lost and lost. And then now I'm ready to throw the controller and break break. The it. most arrogant thing I've ever seen, and it was on two K, was I saw a man bet honestly his freedom. <laughs> Honestly, his he lost because he was playing one of the most arrogant 2K players I've ever seen. And he told him, I'm gonna knock down seven threes with Serge Ibaka. I think he hit like nine of them. That hurt your feelings. No, nah, it hurt that man's whole life. He's he's actually a legitimate slave right now. I know these two people, so. Oh, you know these two people. Well, that, that's I know these two people. But, but, I mean, rolling into, like, Marcus's topic, right? DeMarcus kind of introduced that, bro, like, with that question. Like, what you saying with that? So, like... Uh, it kind of fits in between, but uh, you have to be you have to be humble. Like, why, why do we have to be humble? Because if you don't, you get beat in the game of 2K and you give up <laughs> your freedom for life. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm... Uh, Somebody that does a job and they do it well, uh, they're the best or whatever, like or, uh, you get paid a lot of money, whatever. Like when people tell you, you should humble yourself, why? Because they're uncomfortable by. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Say that. Your greatness makes them uncomfortable. And but why should I have to humble myself? You don't. My hard work is prevailing. I think. I mean, and and this the only I agree with you, but I think you know the old heads would say, you know, that's God. Like you need to be, you need to say, oh, you, you know that you did it, but God gave you the talent to do it. So don't act, don't be walking around here acting all. You know what I'm saying? 
humble yourself. But I like that. I that's think, the only thing I can say. Not not to humans. They don't need to say anything to you. But I think like the humble part comes that that God gave you this talent to do what you're doing, or gave you the tools to do what you're doing. That's the only argument I have to that. Do you think there's something to let's say in in business if you're a very arrogant business person do you think that people will turn away from doing business with you people will say man i just i don't like that they're that confident they're they're arrogant or whatever it is and people turn away from it Mm-mm. bad business people bad business bad people, people. Yeah. people that jerry, jones, jerry jones told me he was gonna sell something he was gonna market something for me i don't care how much i hate him I'm, I'm working with them. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, I, think, I think that's where that comes from for a lot of people. Like, I, I definitely think giving credit to God, I think it is real for a lot of folks. But I think sometimes people just, they sensitive, bro. People are sensitive <laughs> and they really don't like that kind of stuff. Right? That's really what it is. Man. When I was thinking about it, I was like, when people tell people, man, you need to humble yourself. I'm like. Why do people, why do we tell people that? Like you're doing real well, you at the top or you climbing to the top or it's cause of success. And then it's like, yeah. you need to humble yourself. And think- another thing, I mean, like I said, I guess I'm the, the preacher today. Uh, cause it can all be taken away from you too. Like, I think when you get too high on your high horse, you forget that like tomorrow, really everything can be taken away and that can put you in a state of depression. So. Like I said, I'm just going, I, I'm, you know, I've been around my granddad. I hear all the old people say that stuff. So <laughs> you want to know a little words, right? A little words. I'm going to give you the definition of this one, too. Let's hear it. The adjective of being humble, having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Did y'all hear what he just said? Hold on, but see, that makes sense. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Read it again. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Okay, well that's changed. But that makes sense though. Let me tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I think it makes sense because depending on the situation, you can't go in there with your big old self in every room. Like if you go into a room and you let's say you are a superstar and you've done great things and you into, you know what I'm saying, you trying to help out with the Red Cross, or you go into a room full of young kids. And nurses and people that have seen some traumatic stuff, you know, and they 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 asking for you to come by and just have you know give us a word. And you come in there talking about all the stuff you done, and you in there trying to you know make your voice all big and try to rock all your flashy flashy jewelry and all that. You you're not gonna necessarily reach them like that because they're like, oh, he's not on our level. Like you know what I'm saying? I think that's where being humble could be beneficial when you can actually get on the level of the people. Like if you really like that. You actually already live in a different zone anyway, so it's important to be able to like take off all of that when you with you know people where you trying to connect. Like it's gonna be harder to connect when you know what I'm saying you you showing me you bigger than life in every single word you say, all your actions, your dress, your you know what I'm saying you you talking down to the janitor and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying like that's where that's where it becomes disrespectful, especially when you throw the janitor coming in there, right? That's just having a lower view of other people. Yeah, I wasn't trying to, be, I wasn't talking about being disrespectful. I'm just saying like, when you're doing well or whatever, like like when they, like when they say, I, I lower myself. 
you know, I lower myself so that everybody else can be comfortable. Right. And that's why that's why I was like, why do we have to humble ourselves? Shouldn't you bring yourself up or want to bring? And I get what you're saying, Clary. To be relatable, now I understand that. But in uh, and, and most situations where I'm talking about when people are like he need to humble himself, it's like the superstar or the guy who's doing real well or the one who, who made the, the billion dollars or whatever. It's like other people are based off their fears or or they, they're not comfortable in their self or comfortable where they're at. They, they tell you, you need to humble yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really the lane that I was really in. Oh, I, was, I wasn't trying to be no disrespectful type stuff. No, I, I ain't talking about like that. I feel yeah. you, bro. I feel you, but like like Jarrell said, if we know that God could take it away, but he gave it to us, I think both sides of that, when you talk about, we always talk about polarity, both sides of that say, I can believe as highly of myself as I possibly can because God gave it to me, and I could take myself all the way down to the bottom and be ground level with y'all because I know God could take it away. I could be just like you. The head could become the tail. I could become you. So when I'm with you, I want you to feel like I'm, with, I'm of you, like we the same, even though you know what I'm saying? I had the ability to be able to leave this place. I want you to see the example at times of me being my highest self, you know what I'm saying? Also an example of me getting down to your level and having like a common language, common feel to life. Like we all, we do all share the same experience. So I think that's where, I guess people get uncomfortable when they never see you do that. Like when they never see you do that, it makes them uncomfortable, which is not really your problem. It really is not your problem if people are telling you, you need to humble yourself. Like they may be doing that from a hating spot. You know what I'm saying? Like you may, they may be throwing shade, just like, hey, humble yourself, young fella. You got too much testosterone going in there, buddy. Cool, you cool it now. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, like, you do gotta know though. Know that this could all be gone. It will be gone. You will lose everything you have at some point. We ain't dying with all of this. You know, everything we gain is from, you know what I'm saying, the creator and it's not really material. Something inside. That's real success. So I feel like said after after they lost, he said, I'm gonna leave and go to my house and y'all gonna go to y'all house. You said what? <laughs> said what? That's what LeBron said. LeBron said, when we leave here, I'm gonna go to my house and y'all gonna go to y'all house. Back to Reeves. Yeah. Back to Reeves. That's it. We live where we live, yo. Yeah. Go back to he, your told him, he told them to sit down. Sit down. And be humble. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great He's a great example of that. Cause LeBron talk his ish. He gonna talk it. He gonna tell you. I'm gonna talk he it. He gonna tweet, it. Huh? tweet it, talk it. You need to. I'm not gonna talk about the Lakers. I'm gonna chill. <laughs> it got serious, bro. I'm not gonna talk about the Lakers. <laughs> Looking like West Brick over there. Ooh, West Brick. He said, "Stop calling him that." By the way, he, Boy, he make got a shot. It's crazy because he because Westbrook talking during the game like he really hot about that. But hot. I think because so, so, somebody got into it with his wife though. Make a shot. Make a shot. <laughs> you you got to talk that head. Make a shot. Next subject. Next subject. Do we want to dive into the relationship side of things, or do we want to go to the other side of the globe? Where y'all want to go with this? Cause I got time for one more. Ah, uh, your choice. What's the other side of the globe? What's the what's the? That's the Ukraine stuff that I don't know about like, as well. I don't. Y'all gonna y'all gonna have to share on that. I, I the, the what's going on over there. I've been seeing. It ain't bit. even really that, that much of a topic for me since I brought that one up. I really just want to tell black people stop fighting other people's fights, bro. Look at how the world treat us and stop trying to wear the cape for everybody else. 
It's we really want, that simple. We want to be accepted, though. That's 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 all. That's all main that we want to be accepted, and everybody trying to be like us. They take from us, and we trying to be accepted from everybody else. One, there you go. Because uh, somebody, I don't know if I was talking to my wife or what, but you got, and I'll be as respectful as I can. But in every major metropolitan area, you got a. A, a little China, a little Mexico, a little Africa, or whatever. Like they, they do their own communities, and we stay trying to blend in with everybody else. We can, we self sufficient. We can, we can do it ourselves. We just want to be accepted. We just got the hood. Mm. Like with the whole Ukraine situation, like we, we, we want to be accepted. I will say, I will say this: we do have Atlanta. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. That whole city, we got that. Well, what is Atlanta? Because I heard a song that said like eight things is not Atlanta. What do you mean? I heard <laughs> What's that? What do you mean? I know what you're talking about. I know, I know that chick song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I need to tap. I need to tap in with that. What is that? I don't even. I need to watch that. Maybe we don't need to talk about it. Here. I heard it. I hear it. I'm like, I, I haven't heard the whole song. I just heard everything in Atlanta except yeah. Atlanta. I guess. Huh. Huh. I need to get Savannah. Is, I already knew Savannah wasn't Atlanta, but. I guess she had to let us know. She called out all the I used to stay in Marietta. She called out all the little suburbs. All the suburbs. They ain't Atlanta. So. <laughs> I, I agree. I just fun. like Houston. You know, Houston got Katie yeah. and everything around it. So. Yeah. But Katie is Katie, and they know Katie. That. Katie is Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Katie is Katie now. The Woodlands <laughs> is the Woodlands. Yeah, Katie okay. is Katie now. Katie used to, Katie, Katie used to be a blip. Yeah, Katie been Katie since the early 2000s. Yeah, right. they know, they know who Katie. they are. Yeah, they know who they are. Huh? Well, you know, I, I think I think that is something. Though you're right, bro. We do need to be, you know, stop concerning ourselves with all of the other stuff. Like we be like, you got to build, bro. We need to shut up and build. Sometimes we be looking at all kind of other stuff, trying to assimilate. Sometimes it's like build, bro. Let's build. Let's. Build. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to sacrifice yeah. the time, though. What you like, What you mean? No, why, why wouldn't we want to no, sacrifice the time? No, I'm saying as far as, Ooh, like, that's crazy. The older generation teach the younger generation, and yeah, I might not see the promise, man. But I sacrifice my time, pour into you. You know what I'm saying, so that you can catch up to the eight ball. So eventually, somebody can get in front of the eight ball, and then we can spread out like wildfire. But nobody wants to say. Everybody wants that. I'm trying to get mine, you know. Selfish, 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 selfish. That's just like what what J.R. Smith was talking about. He's like, bro, we got all this money. Why are we paying to go to a gym? Why don't we just build our own gym? (laughs) He's like, what's another five million? What's another six million? And then you get up to that status, like, why are we being so greedy? Like, we can put our money together and it's gonna cost everybody 250,000 and we can go build a really nice gym. Charge people to come see us. Like we, they charging us, and we bringing people to them. It makes too much sense, man. It makes you too much sense. We we see with the, the westernized, you know, civilization. We see that, and we want it so bad that we, it's like we got to have it now. And the bad part about it, we, you know, you get over there and and get it, and you don't have your people to share it with or to talk to it with, and it's a bunch of emptiness. Yeah, it's, it's it's a process, man. We just gotta keep the keep the keep the 
and we don't enjoy the process. We want to get to the finish line. Yeah, journey. It's a journey. It's gonna be a journey. But we we gonna make we gonna make it happen though, man. When we start when we start seeing overflow as overflow, and we use the access to be able to to do something with it versus you know spending it on liabilities, and we start building assets like for us to be able to continue to grow and grow and you know that that. They said like Black America ain't gonna have no more wealth by 2040. Y'all seen y'all seen that? Have you seen the diversity between <laughs> Black wealth and white and white wealth? Yeah, they said we're gonna have no wealth by 2040. They said we. Well, they said we, the average yeah. Black household or Black family has like twelve thousand dollars in in total money, liquid and asset. Twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand dollars in three three nice cars. Nice. The Big average, old house. The average Caucasian family is like a hundred thousand. That's that's the gap between it's like it's a, it's a whole nother digit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it's just education, man. Just kind of bringing out the good the good side of it, I guess, for us to be able to feed and learn with one another. Social media is helping us out with getting information, bro. Because you know, ah, speaking of me, me and Nate, Nate, we talked about this how they how they talking about the algorithm. How the guy was talking about the algorithm. Uh, with the TikTok thing, us in uh, China, how they yeah. teach us algorithms just to be entertaining and do a whole bunch of dumb stuff, and their algorithms are, are geared to teach them how to be engineers and teach them how to learn finances and stuff, and we just over here just entertaining. They yeah. don't have YouTube in China. Huh? They don't have YouTube in China. Exactly. That's crazy. They don't even have like right. they they have totally different rules like. They 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 do not operate like America. America is way willy nilly compared to China, and it and it makes sense as to why they're so advanced in comparison to us. You know what I'm saying? And uh, is it still true that they literally three years ahead of us in technology? Yeah, bro. Probably so. Yeah, bro. So yeah, we want to make a bunch of money and buy the stuff. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll learn it. Just buy it. Maybe, maybe this, maybe just us knowing. Though, I think us being more aware of what's going on around the world is gonna turn into something different for our generation moving forward. Just the the information these kids are aware now versus when we were kids. We are they going to use it? No. Are they going to use it? They have yeah. it. You have it in your head now. So it's not like it, whether you use it or not. We can't make you use it. It's like you can't. You lead a horse to a water. You can't make him drink it. Like the water is right there. I can't make yeah, you. The water. horse don't drink the water. The horse die. That's a stupid horse. Won't be, be a bunch of dead horses <laughs> in the lake. That horse does not understand <laughs> Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, bro. You need water. Go ahead and drink that water. <laughs> Go ahead. We went back to psych one hundred one. Had to, had to, because that don't make no damn gonna sense. But uh. Yeah. Man, let's let's kind of dive into this though, because I really wanted to talk about this real brief. Because I got a lot of y'all, man, y'all y'all all in relationships, healthy, healthy, growing relationships. Proud of y'all. Know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be like y'all. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Look at your real face. <laughs> no, you not. No, nah, let's uh let's talk about it, man. Love languages, dog. Love languages. What what do y'all feel like is the importance of understanding? love languages like within not even just like intimate because i think you got love languages i heard from my co-workers she was breaking it down like they they have a science behind love languages at work like just like with your co-workers like how you know some people like 
resources, giving out resources to your coworkers is like a love language or like mm-hmm. you know being a being collaborative and cooperative, positive affirmations, things like that. Everybody has a different love language, love language in the workplace. And then you got like your um, intimate relationship where you got, you know what I'm saying, uh, touch, you know what I'm saying? Some some people are really big on touch. Uh, some people don't want as much touch. Some people, you know, they need to hear like, babe, you've been doing a great job. Some people need, you know what I'm saying? Words they need to, huh? Words of affirmation, right? Access so, terms, yeah. Access, see, y'all, y'all already know, you know what I'm saying? So like, let's break it down uh, a little bit. Like, how, how do y'all feel like that plays a role in things? How has it helped you? How has it hurt you? Let's hear some experiences with that stuff, man. To add to add to that, I've also uh, kind of learned from the, the little fifteen minute glip from a psychologist that a lot of our love love languages are uh, developed from the things that we miss growing up. I heard that too. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. And that's it goes back to like what me and Gerald talk about years ago, like. All this stuff really gets uh, uh, developed and, and, and molded while we're kids. And you don't realize how much effect that has on somebody's future just from the things that they miss or, or get or don't get when they're kids. So, yeah. And then it develops into this. Like, you know, they got like what six different love languages, but now it's starting to branch out to even more. Like, like you said, what workplace and stuff like that so yeah but i think if you know somebody love love language you know like like carrie said you know how to talk to them i mean in, in a relationship you know how to apologize to a person like I, I heard somebody say like a woman or a man like me if you bake me a cake to say sorry i don't even really like cake so it would be like you know what i'm saying so if you know my love language if you know like oh he just kind of you know you want a hug you want a back rub you want you know what i'm saying if you know somebody love language it, it teaches you how to love them. So I think knowing that it helps relationship, like it's an intimate relationship, you know, some people at work, you know, you can how you can yell at this person and, and motivate them. You know, you can pull this person to the side and have just a little soft conversation with this person because they're a little more sensitive. So mm-hmm. it's just, <clears throat> I mean, it, it helps in every relationship. Like you say, work, intimate, you know, friendships, so. You gotta know people. You gotta be with people. You gotta know people. You gotta know how to address them and move with them. I think it's simple, but it's something that people don't really pay attention to. I definitely say that's something I was not very aware of early on in life, and probably even I say like I I think that the wife has done a really good job at, at teaching me a lot about this. So I would say maybe like four years ago, something like that, when I really first started paying attention that kind of stuff but it's important because i handle people the way i wanted to be handled or the way that i responded you know so everybody ain't you that's what i really take away from it that, that's the real importance of knowing other people's love language bro I, I would imagine that you go into situations very logical nate yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would imagine well, this actually doesn't make a lot of sense, so I don't know why she would even want that at all. So that was a dumb thought. That was stupid. Well, but any had to learn you can't say stuff like that to everybody. Okay. Nah, and then Jarrell, when you said about the gifts, like when you get a gift like a cake, and then you say, you know what I'm saying, that's not like let's say you turn it away, or because you don't like cake, you don't take it. 
and you like leave it on the table or something like that. You act like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't like cake. You could end up causing something else because their love language is giving gifts. Right. And that's something that be happening a lot, bro. Like that be happening to me. That's happened to me throughout my any relationship I ever had at some point. Cause I hate getting gifts. Like I don't like getting gifts. So it's like it, I feel like it applies pressure to me sometimes to like one up you. And I ain't trying to do that. So it's like sometimes I'll be like, yeah, like I don't want gifts. Like I ain't trying to one up you. I ain't trying to like get to your level. But I had to learn that some people just want to give you gifts because that's how they show affection. Like they feel good seeing you take the gift and appreciate it. It's like, mm-hmm. right, man, I love this gift. You know what I'm saying? Even though I could have done without it. But thank you. Give you a hug. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to force it down my throat. Paul. <laughs> And then, um, you gotta love people in their language, not yours. Yeah, facts. Gotta love that's them in their that's the, the stress in the relationship, that's the challenging part. Mm-hmm. But that takes that takes time, and then you have to adapt, and then you have to be willing to adapt. Like, some people know they partner. You gotta be willing to adapt, but some some stuff is hard. Like I ain't gonna lie to you, some stuff is like I want you to be more like this. I I don't know how to be that way. I I just don't. I can read a book. Somebody can tell me what to do, and it's not even gonna feel right because it's like this is not me. So so is that you meeting them halfway? I think I think you have to have conversations about it because there's some stuff that my wife we want, and I'm like. I tried, then it's like, oh, this don't even feel right. Like, this is not you. Like, but then she appreciated the effort, but then it's like, oh, you just <laughs> effort because it's just, it. Well, that's funny. That's funny because you made that same face Jarrell be making with he don't know too. That's how he be looking. <laughs> Our brother's like, well, I feel you though. I feel you. You don't be knowing like if it's going to work. Like, it's like, well, I'm doing my best. <laughs> It's like, dog, that's all you can do, right? Like, we can just do our best in love, like, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I can sacrifice. If you know it's hard for me, I'm, I'm telling you it's hard for me. I'm giving you what I got. Appreciate You appreciate it. Or... You gotta, male, female, you got to appreciate, uh, especially an attempt. It might not go on forever, but especially a, va- a valid attempt because there's some things that you want out of your partner that I'm gonna be honest with you, your partner can't do. There's some things that are in us. It's like you may want your partner to be the romantic man that you see on TV and stuff, and it's like I, I don't, I don't even move like that dude. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go out here and you know when I go to Sonic, I'm gonna make sure you got a slushy and I'm gonna get you these fuzzy socks and stuff like. I, I gotta learn you, and I gotta do you know the things. You, but you're not gonna be able to do everything. Yeah. Even, even with a woman, like the woman's not gonna be able to do everything. No, no. Appreciate effort, man. Yeah. Appreciate the effort. Yeah, and I, I think that's 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 kind of going, I guess, into that growth. I mean, just know, you know, what I'm saying people are always gonna have to adapt to one another. So you gotta learn people. And then understand like what you where you are right now, because like if I need something in a relationship, it could be the fact that like I was traumatized at a point in my life where I haven't grown past, and I really need you to do this because it's a it's a um, a crutch, it's a crutch, and you may have to break it down to yourself and be like, man, is this because like this is something that you know 
will show our love to one another or, or build a relationship? Or is it something that I'm leaning on because I'm still broken and I, I need help with a Band-Aid? Because a Band-Aid is not going to fix your issues. So you got to always be self-aware too and not just blame your partner or blame the other person or whatever. You got to make sure you reflecting. Then, you know what I'm saying, then you go out and let your person know, let the people know around you what's really going on. So, yeah, man, I think I just want to dive into that because I think that's a lost topic. Uh, we could probably yeah, do that. And watch. Uh, guys, we watch anyway. So be in tune and watch your partner. They got a lot of telltale stuff, male and female, but they got a lot of telltale stuff that they won't just tell outright, but you'll be able to notice it from action. So. Factories actually dominate. They they dominate, man. Words ain't always gonna be the truth, but them actions, man. Them actions, they always gonna paint a picture. But um, man. So we've been on this thing for a little bit. I got the girls in there. We probably finna hit this movie up real quick. We on spring break. No, y'all. So we 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 trying to keep them active. But uh, y'all anything for the people, man? In closing. In closing. Things that may break your heart. May fix your vision. I read that yesterday and I love it. Boy, though. That's real. That's okay. Yeah, so don't ever let something break your heart and then give up. You know, it might fix your vision. It might give you exactly where you need to go. That 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 low lose that job might get you that new job. Lose that person might get you a better person. So things that might break your heart might fix your vision. I read that yesterday. So. Yeah, that's a bar right there. Y'all, y'all gonna live up to that? You gonna live up to that, Nate Dog? The real. I'm Nate just gonna say happy birthday to my grandma. <laughs> right there, grandma, real talk. That's real. <laughs> what, year, what, year, what year we got? What year we got? What year we got? Seventy four. Seventy four. Hold it down, grandma. Let's Bring see. me some money back from the casino, please. Already <laughs> at the casino. Let's get it, granny. Yes, sir. Marcus, what you got? Hey. What? <laughs> What did he say? What did you Thank say, you. Professor McDougal? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, the is having a Demarcus moment, but uh, I said, "B, where you feed it?" Ain't that? Oh, ain't B, that. No, no, feed that. yeah. B, where you feed it? Grounded, grounded, so. grounded, grounded. Let's unlock that yeah, light. Man. Y'all got a book? Yeah, yeah. That's what y'all do. Yes, sir. They can get it on Amazon. They can get it on Walmart. Uh, the name is blessed to have received an offer from. So just type in my name, Carrie M. Sloan. Y'all be able to find it on Google. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's everywhere, man. Thank God. You use your real name? Use my real name, bro. No aliases, no pen names. You can trace it straight back to me. I almost put my security number on there. And I'll just Don't do that. Y'all try to touch him, we're going to ride. So, please. Like, what did you say? Like, can we, can we yeah, close like, with this one? Uh, Shout out to the guy that brought Tom Brady's last touchdown ball. And he oh, came back boy. out of retirement the day after. Bro. That's got to hurt. I hope you're doing you know, okay, you know, guy. You know, I... I don't, care you, I don't care if you're the biggest fan or, or biggest investor. I don't care who you are. That, that's fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> He, you he, what? He, he you coming back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't you, I don't know. I don't know. I bet you won't throw another one. I bet you won't throw another one this year. <laughs> All right, brothers. Well, it's been a good one, man. Hey, everybody, be and be like.